This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome back to Such a Lady and I'm your host, Siobhan. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you're tuning back in, hey, thanks for coming back. I appreciate you all. Um, so let's get to it. Our next tox- toxic love story gone wrong is about Nanny Das, aka the Giggling Nanny, aka the Lonely Hearts Killer, aka the Black Widow, aka the Lady Bluebeard. Um, she had a lot going on, y'all. Um, <laughs> Nanny Nanny Doss was born Nancy Hazel and was known and would later become known as an American serial killer who from the time of 1927 to 1954 was known to have killed at least 11 people but it could have been more I mean you never know she didn't confess to all of them but this is just what you know people were saying and back then just being honest just me looking at because somebody thank you somebody had sent me this to this lady to look up and it was a like this happened back way back back in the day but when you think about it they didn't have dna and forensics and all that stuff like they do now so a lot of people got away with a lot of stuff i'm just saying if you was gonna kill somebody that was probably back in the time when you needed to kill somebody. Like, back when Nanny was doing her thing. But anyway, so, uh, the deaths would include four husbands, two grandchildren, two of her sisters, her mother, two of her children, and her mother-in-law. But again, like I said there is alleged to be more people. So this is just, you know, what I was able to find, what they saying, what the streets are saying. So anyway, so um, Nanny was born November the 4th. Now, see, I was wondering when I was reading this, what it, I, listen, I ain't really in the Zodiac, but listen, <laughs> if y'all Scorpios out there, listen, forgive me, but I wasn't surprised. Because y'all sneaky and crazy. I love y'all though, but y'all sneaky and crazy. So, when she was born on November the 4th, I wasn't surprised. I was like, okay, this is going to keep getting better. So, she was born in Alabama and she was one of five children. Now, the story says that Nanny and her mother hated her father because he was abusive, mean, controlling, um... She, Nanny would say that she was not allowed to go to school because they had to stay at home to do farm work, which wasn't uncommon back in the day because, you know, a lot of times they weren't striving for their kids to be doctors and things like that because that wasn't going to pay the bills. Like, and if there was one, a lot of times the family would put the money together if it was just one that was really smart 
and that would be the one they would bank on and send off to college. So um, the daddy was like, look, education ain't really important here. But what y'all can do is go out here and feed these chickens and milk these cows. Um, (laughs) But so now not being able to go to school, um, of course, it caused Nanny to be you know, academically challenged. And then it didn't help that one day while uh, she was like seven, they took a trip and they were on a train. And somehow the train just suddenly stopped and Nanny hit her head on a metal bar when the train stopped. Now she would later go on to suffer from severe headaches, blackouts, and depression, and she would say that all of this, along with her her mental instability, was all caused from when she hit her head on that metal bar. So apparently, she hit her head pretty hard. Um, I didn't see where they took her to the hospital. But then again, this is back in the day. They probably just, you know, kissed her, told her to get up. You know, when you was little, they'd be like, uh, go ahead, walk it off, walk it off. They probably just walk it off, girl, not knowing that she really needed help. And they should have got her some. Now, growing up in that type of environment, you know, most likely you have to find stuff to get your mind, like, off of things like so you know what I mean like so if her father's abusive and controlling um and she's always outside you know playing old McDonald had a farm she she had to do stuff to get her mind off of things her dad didn't let her wear makeup um didn't let them go to parties didn't let them wear clothes that would attract people to molest them because of course it's always the victim's fault. Like, how would that even... But uh, but listen, you can't... Common sense ain't always common. So, um, Nanny fell in love with reading her mother's romance magazines and dreaming of moving away and getting married and having this better life than what she had on the farm with her daddy and her siblings. Um, now, her father didn't agree with it he didn't like it but I mean really what was there that he could do I mean once she did what she was supposed to do as far as her chores and stuff like that then I guess she would go hot off or whatever um Nanny's favorite part of the magazine was called the lonely hearts column and of course, you know me, I just assume I know what it is. So, I, but I look it up anyway. And it says an ad where a person seeks to find another person for friendship, romance, marriage, or sexual activity. Let me find out Nanny was over here on these personal ads for sexual activity. Listen, so I pull up one of the personal ads from back in the day. And, of course, it says, one of them says, and it's so different because, you know, like now we have dating websites and stuff like that. So, you get on there and they tell you already what they want. And, you know, you send a message, they send it back. But these personals, they put it in here. Like one says, wish to make the acquaintance of neat, industrious woman. No triflers. (laughs) No triflers, I guess. I don't know what that means. Um... 
Another one says matrimony settles reliable friendship club. Another one has honest widow, 48, working hard, wants acquaintance of sober, kind-hearted gentleman over 55 with steady city position. Okay, boo. <laughs> Objective marriage if suited. Okay, she said, the, oh, look, I like her. Uh, another one, widow wishes to meet gentlemen. 33 to 45 uh, um, object matrimony. So yeah, they were setting expectations back then. Like, listen, don't come for me unless you come to correct because I'm dating with a purpose. So yeah, that's what she was doing. And like, she was obsessed with them. Now, when Nanny turned 16, she married a guy named Charlie Braggs, who was her coworker. Um, now they dated for about four months. <laughs> Charlie was an only child, and when they got married, his mother insisted on moving in with them. Now, when I read that, I already knew it was going to be some problems. Okay, first of all, she's 16. She get married. They only knew each other for four months, and the mother-in-law's going to move in. You, 16, you already got an attitude. She probably was trying to move out to get away from her mama, and then she got another mama. So, yeah. She, I already knew it was going to be bad when I read that. Um, but sources close to them said that Nanny's husband was really close with his mother and that his mother took up a lot of his attention, which caused a lot of issues in the marriage, which I could totally agree with. Um, I found a quote that Nanny said that read, I married as my father wished in 1921 to a boy I only knowed about four or five months who had no family. Only a mother who was unwed and who had taken over my life completely when we were married. She never seen anything wrong with what she done, but she would take spells. She would not let my own mother stay all night. Um, and I read that exactly how it <laughs> she wrote it so those but again this is 1921 and if y'all checking for errors then sorry um but yeah so you got i mean just listening to what she wrote she already didn't like it she felt like you know she married this man and not only did she marry him she married him and her um his mother and then the bottom part she would not let my own mother stay all night that couldn't be my mama my mama ain't asking. She just not. Like, she don't care about your mama. She don't care about your mama. She don't care about your mama. My mama was going to say tonight. But again, different strokes for different folks. Um, so they would argue a lot. Um, they it, it was rumored that they were cheating. But arguments don't stop sex. And the couple would later go on to have four daughters. Now, in 1927, the couple would lose two of those four daughters and it would happen to be their two middle children and it would be to um, it would be to suspected food poisoning not long after the death of their two children um nanny's husband <laughs> left nanny he bounced and took the oldest daughter melvina okay now listen if your name is melvina hi melvina 
I, <laughs> I just don't know if I like it. And y'all know how I am with names. Like I've been trying to let it like swirl around in my mouth, but I don't really like it, Melvina. It, okay, it's not that I don't like the name Melvina. It just seems like it's kind of like evil, like like Melvina. Like it would be like the villain in a cartoon or something. Well, anyway, so um, Charlie bounced with Melvina. And left his mama there. <laughs> now you got to, you got to be sick of somebody when you leave and you take your kid and leave your mama there. So Charlie left, left his mama there with Nanny, and then they had another daughter named Florine. Well, he left Florine there with um, Nanny and the mama. Not too long after he left, his mother, who was staying with Nanny, died. Now, somehow, I was trying to figure out, I don't know how, but somehow Nanny got back custody of Melvina. And um, after Charlie had bounced, so now the mother in law, so now her mother in law is dead. She has both of the daughters. And then Charlie bounces again. And when they finally talk to him, he's like, I left because I was scared to tell her. Like, she's crazy. Um, they didn't really say, and he didn't really go into detail, but he left. And Charlie seemed to be one of the lucky ones because later on, you know, she would go ahead and get married again. And I mean, I guess Nanny was like, I'm not losing no sleep. Sis was like, I don't chase them. I replace them. And this was like B.I. This was before internet. So you know that Nanny was about that life. She was not playing. Um, Now, she was in love with love. So she would like her next husband, uh, Robert. They would get married and they would they didn't have any kids together. So they had Melvina and then they had the other girl, Florine and uh, Robert was an alcoholic and nanny would say that he was a cheater too he had a history of assault but even with all of that they would stay married for 16 years until one day nanny said that he raped her and she was just sick of it and so like the next day while she was outside tending to the garden she found his whiskey jar and so she put rat poison in it and then later that day he died and she just went on about her business i mean i guess nanny's like listen i'm not finna play with y'all if y'all not gonna get right y'all gonna get left <laughs> listen that's what it is um but nanny wasn't just a wife she was also a grandma and then i was thinking maybe that's why she was so angry because like when my daughter had her baby i wasn't finna be nobody's grandma listen y'all can be grandmas if y'all want to be grandmas that's to each his own i'm a coco okay listen i i can't decide when i get to have grandkids but i get to decide what they call me so i'm coco so maybe nanny was mad because she was grandma i don't know listen I, i'm just speculating listen I just tell the story and then just think about it later. So, but anyway, so her daughter, Melvina, gave birth to two children. She had a boy named Robert, and then she had another baby two years later. Now, Melvina said that after giving birth to her second child, she thought that she saw her mother stick a hat pin into her baby's head. Now, when she asked her mom about it, her mom said something happened to the baby and the baby died. 
Well, she asked her husband and her sister about it, and they said that they noticed that Nanny was holding a pen, and the baby did die. Now, because the doctors could not explain it, and they didn't have any proof, no charges were made. Again, y'all, this is back in 19... Yada, yada, yada. So this is... there. It's not like today. Like, today... She wouldn't even have got out the hospital. But back then, and I don't even understand why Melvin, that maybe this is why I don't like her, because the, the name. Because then after her baby passed away, um, her and her husband end up, you know, drifting apart. And a lot of times that will happen with the death of a child, you know. Um, people grieve differently. So her and her husband ended up splitting up and um, Melvina moved in with Nanny. Uh, While she was staying with her mom, her and her mom get into a huge fight. She leaves her mom's house and she goes to her dad's house. But when she leaves, she leaves her son Robert there with her mom. And guess what? Robert dies unexpectedly from um, asphyxia. And then two months later, Nanny gets a $500 life insurance payout. So I'm like, $500? Like, that ain't worth me going to jail. But then, so of course, you know, me, Nosey Schwein, I have to go and see how much is the calculation. How much today, how much would $500 be worth today? And so... In 1945, it would be equal, $500 would be equal to about $8,230.56 today. That still ain't enough money for me to go to jail. I don't know about y'all, but that's still not enough money for me to go to jail. So that means that in today's world that I'm going to kill my grandson for $8,230.86. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. But listen. I just tell the story. So (laughs) now the death toll is now two daughters, two grandkids, and one husband. So we have five now, right? All right. You think she'd be tired and go set her tail down somewhere, but the giggling nanny went on to marry a third husband. And I like this husband's name. I do. His name is Arlie. Arlie. Hey, Arlie. How you doing, Arlie? His name was Arlie Lennon. And I, yeah, I like Arlie. That was a cute name. Well, anyway, she goes on to marry Arlie Lennon. And guess how she met him? A Lonely Hearts column. She met and married him three days after meeting him. Listen, let me tell y'all what. Uh, Nanny was a city girl before city girls was a city girl. She absolutely had to have been one. She absolutely. Listen, she got the points before the points was the points. She was the real deal. (laughs) She was like, she was never mind. Anyway, whatever. Arlie was a womanizer who was also said to be alcoholic and he died from heart problems, but they never did like an autopsy or anything like that because of his prior health conditions and because he drank a lot and all this stuff. They just figured that was what caused him to die. So they were like, you know, what? we're not going to waste our time or money on somebody who didn't care enough about himself to want to take care of himself. 
So then Nanny goes on to join a dating service called the Diamond Circle Club. So I guess she tired of Lonely Hearts or either time then came up and we not doing the ads no more. And so now we got dating services. And so she goes on this dating services and she meets her next husband, Richard Morton. Now, Richard didn't have a drinking problem, but he was a womanizer. And Nanny really didn't have time to focus on him doing all this bad stuff to her because her mom got sick and she ended up having to take care of take care of her mom. Well, while she was taking care of her mom, she didn't have time to be concerned about Richard and his womanizing ways because she was too busy. She was too busy poisoning her mama. Yep. So she killed her mama. Then three months after that, she poisons her husband, Richard. Now, I guess she was like, listen, you had your time to get it together while my mama, while I was <laughs> killing my mama and you didn't. So now you got to go too. Um, Nanny was busy. Like, really? I, I mean, like at this point, we can't even, I, I don't even, I'm tired. I don't even want to count no more. I don't even know how many people she didn't kill by now. All I know is that she she should have went to jail. That's all I'm going to say, okay? Whatever. So, listen. Peep this out. <laughs> Richard died on May the 19th of 1953. On June of 1953. So, listen. January, February, March, April, May, June the next month, Nanny married Samuel Doss of Tulsa, Oklahoma, who was a minister. Now, this is when I got upset. A lot of stuff, you know, I joke about, I play about. But first, don't be coming messing with the people in Oklahoma. Like, it's a lot of other states. Leave Oklahoma out of your business. And then, don't mess with the Lord. Why you got to mess with the minister, the Oklahoma minister? So, anyway, she meets Samuel Doss. And... Again, if y'all looking for good men back in 1945, apparently they was good in Oklahoma. Now, not so much. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. But Samuel was really, I mean, on all accounts, he was a good dude. He was cooler than the other side of the pillow. He didn't smoke. He didn't drink or nothing. He just um, didn't approve of the romance novels and the stories that his wife was obsessed with. And she had a problem with that. Like, she was just like... And when I think about it, like, you know how sometimes we read fairy tales and we just, you know, it's so beautiful. Or like, sometimes we see other people's relationships and then we're like, relationship goals. So I'm wondering if in her mind, um, Nanny had this idea of what she wanted a relationship to be. And then when it wasn't like that, she was just like, you got to go. Because I just can't. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking, even in the most beautiful marriages, there are still problems. There are still issues that you have to go through. There are still things that you have to overcome. So, for her to just get rid of people for the simplest things is what has me gone. Like, my mind is gone. And then so many people, like, wasn't nobody asking where these folks was at? Because I'm no, I got questions. Where, where was your last three husbands at? Did you kill? And I asked, did you kill them? Like, <laughs> Nanny, did you kill them? Like, why they not here? What happened to your grandkids? Like, 
why come everybody that you talk to die? Like, I don't know. I just got too many questions. Anyway, so she um, is mad at Samuel because he doesn't want to, he, he doesn't like her reading these romance novels and he doesn't like her obsessions over it. And so all of a sudden he started getting these flu-like symptoms and he goes to the hospital where he stays for about a month and they treat him. But the doctor at this time has an idea that something's not right. He thinks it's poison. He absolutely does. He thinks it's poison, but he doesn't know for sure. Um, and so he just treats him. Samuel gets better. He goes home a couple of days later, he comes back and he's dead. So the, um, doctor is still like, yeah, something's not right. I don't trust her. Listen, I don't trust her as far as I could throw her. And she was a big girl. So I don't think I could throw her that far. So I, but again, his hands was tied because they don't just do autopsies. You know what I mean? Like nobody's putting two and two together and coming up with four that she's killing all these people. So what the doctor does is, so, um, Nanny had two life insurance policies out on Samuel. I couldn't find out how much they were, but probably $500, probably 50 because she didn't care. She killed somebody for free. But anyway, so she, so anyway, so she uh, had two life insurance policies out on him. And the doctor was like, listen, I really want to do an autopsy on him so that we could help save other people's lives because we don't know what caused him to die. And of course, Nanny, she's pretending to be this doting wife, this loving wife. She's like, yeah, go ahead, do an autopsy. When they do the autopsy, they find high levels of poison in this man's system. And so they arrest Nanny and... She would later confess to killing four of her husbands, her mother, her sister, her grandson, and her mother-in-law. And the reason how the reason why they called her the giggling nanny is because when she would tell the stories about how she killed these men, she would giggle. So I mean, when I I mean I, that bar probably did do something to that girl. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's not okay to kill. It's not. But again, to kill these people, like there was no reason for her to kill these people. The only money that I'm seeing that she got was the money for her grandchild. Now, she might have got the money from Samuel, but I'm not seeing no other policies. And then they asked her, why did she kill all these people? And she said it was because she was looking for a certain kind of love. So I really do believe that she, listen, that elevator didn't go all the way to the top. And it might not have even went all the way to the top before she hit her head on that bar on the train, but we'll never know. But she was sentenced to life in prison. She would later die in the hospital ward from leukemia. Um, and so that is our latest toxic love story gone wrong thank you guys for coming to chat with me over at such a lady 30 
and on Facebook. I enjoy talking to you all. Thank you for all the love. Thank you for all the likes. Thank you for just being you all. Um, I would love for you all to come meet me over there so that we could chat about this crazy lady. Um, you know, I'll definitely have pictures up and I look forward to chatting with you all and seeing you all here or listen, seeing meeting you all here next Monday, same time, same place. Thank you all for being such a ladies and I will chat with you later. Don't forget to be great on purpose.